welcome to the Justin Louis podcast. We're going to be talking all things mental health, addiction recovery, through to human optimization, and taking a deep dive into spirituality. Sit tight, listen in, and here we go. Uh, welcome, guys. Um, today is part two of our, my chat with uh, Leo, my dear brother. Um, so welcome again, Leo. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much, brother, for having me here. Uh, thank you very much. Um, yeah, well, it was very interesting um, and beautiful chat we, we shared uh, on the first uh, part one. Uh, I figure this one, we want to sort of take, we might dive into the plant medicines um, and the ceremonies, I guess. And um, we, we briefly touched on it before uh, about the importance of, of I guess, the self-development work that we have to do before undergoing such ceremonies or, or before um, experimenting with the medicines, obviously because, like you mentioned mm. in the first episode, um, they can be used as a Band-Aid, which is obviously not the purpose of them. <laughs> and I definitely I definitely do believe um, that yeah, there has to be a foundation put in and we can speak about obviously the set and setting and our intentions um, and obviously the work that we can that will work that can help us to really seek the the, the true benefit mm-hmm. of what the medicine is is had to offer. For me, it took a bit. My first ayahuasca ceremony uh, was probably about a year ago now. <clears throat> so I was about uh, maybe four years into my recovery um, from from the life that I was sort of living. And I guess the first thing for me had to had to shift my perception based on what society has put them under as, as the, the drug category, right? Because obviously coming from a, an ex-extreme ex, um, addict in, in many drugs um, to obviously finding my recovery and, and being very committed to, to this path that I was on and not allowing myself any opportunity to indulge any sort of substance. And I guess for me it started watching the more information I started to gather and hear about you know, the, these sort of ayahuasca ceremonies or psilocybin or um, any, any of the plant medicines that have these tools to give us, we have to shift our perception that society has put them on, is there a drug? Because if our set and our setting and our intentions are in a line, then obviously the, the magic can happen uh, with using these medicines, which yep. is extremely important. Uh, and the healing and... <laughs> The insights that I've received uh, from the, my first one, and then from the ones that I've, I've undertaken since then, have been has been mind blowing. That's why mm. I'm very much an advocate for it. It's kind of it's a tricky one with myself because obviously I'm in the drug and alcohol um, recovery uh, business with with obviously wanting to help people overcome drugs. So a lot of people may have a perception: well, hey, how can you try to? <laughs> help people overcome substance by offering them a substance and I feel like that's where you're going to be able to help for people to understand it's like we need to distinguish the two that they're not you know these plant medicines they're not not a drug because they are um, extremely therapeutic Uh, given the right set and setting and intentions like we'll speak about they're we're not doing this to escape where the drugs I used to take the hard drugs cocaine speed ice all that sort of stuff was for me to escape. When we undergo these mm-hmm. plant medicine journeys, we, we we're not looking to escape. We're looking. We're seeking. <laughs> exactly. We're looking to dive deep into this shadow side of us. And um, so yeah, I guess uh, 
you can hand you over to you and, and uh, share us um, the wisdom that you would have for the listeners. Mm, thank you. Yeah, beautifully described, brother. And uh, this is exactly what you're saying, because uh, when it comes to the medicine, again, we are talking about drugs and medicine, everything that has in, in at the end of it, cocaine and all those things, they are, um, they are drugs. And uh, they have this effect of uh, working as a band-aid and give you a, a, I would say, I won't go and call it false, but maybe not fully uh, representing the reality. Just takes some aspects of the reality and you makes you feel that way for some hours. And then once you come back, you're, you're, you're coming back into into the your reality which is pain and unbalance you know and you know all the trauma and the past basically so as you beautifully mentioned we have to have always intention because what we are doing when we are taking medicine we are going and knocking on the door of a master you knock the door hello say hi hi come in what can I help you? I don't know. <laughs> you know. So we should always have our questions, at least ten of them, because sometimes we get the answer, get the answer to the first question. But we should always have some extra, just in case we have time. And um, as you know, you know everything uh, divided and so beautifully. We have the masculine medicine, which is iboga, peyote, and they have different. They work with the different aspects of us. And then we have the beautiful feminine medicine. We have the Amayahuasca, the queen of the forest, and we have the Santa Maria, which is the cannabis. And so they are all there. They are the wisdom keeper. So they are here. And we have the mushrooms, of course, that from my point of view, that's the neutral. It's not masculine or feminine. It may just have been a gift from, the, from somewhere else. So uh, people sometimes come to me and say, Leo, uh, I want to have a you know medicine ceremony with you. I say, well, that's good. Um, do you have a question? I say, yes, I have a question. I have my intention in place. So, well, if I cannot give you the answer, then we go to medicine. And most of the time, you know, we find the answer together. Yeah. And then you, they don't need to, to take a medicine. Because again, medicine, I strongly recommend that at once, you know, point in our life, we have to have that experience. But what if, if you are meeting an ocean and you are going with the container that is two liter and you want to fill it up with the water? Of course, they are generous, they fill it up. But what if we can expand our consciousness? Hmm. So once you have a ceremony, you can get so much that is like, you know, they are, there are so many doors into th those medicines, you know. For instance, if you are using cannabis, which I call it Santa Maria, that's the, I prefer to call her. Um, she has, uh, she's a key holder of thousands of doors, you know, and then, and, yeah, and you communicate through your emotion. Oh, I'm going to listen to Pink Floyd with, with some Santa Maria. And okay, she says, okay, she, he wants to listen to <laughs> music. So she opens the door of the music for that. Oh, I just want to laugh. And then she opens the door of laughing. She opens mm -hmm. the door of, I don't know, sleeping. So mm -hmm. many people, they just need to sleep to get that one. But there are so many doors. If you ask her, she will open those beautiful, amazing doors. And you will be so... I, I have this workshop with the people that has been using uh, Santa Maria uh, differently, let's call it. 
mm-hmm. as a band aid and uh, I invite them first I have this theoretical with them so they go through the theoretical they understand they expand you know the consciousness a little bit at least the idea of it mm-hmm. and once they have a ceremony eating it basically and then they have even more sensation in the body experience and then because it's good when it comes from the body to the mind and not the other way around mm-hmm. because everything should go very slowly and then uh, they see the doors they have never seen before. Mm-hmm. So um, I think when if we want to meet the medicine, we should first expand. We should have a proper at least understanding about the subconscious, about the things, because suddenly when the information comes in, then we can really use them well. And again, um, there are beautiful medicines out there. We have Iboga, which is the, the known uh, medicine that we know helps the heavily addicted people you know there are centers in mexico and other places that it's not illegal so they can use that and we know that uh, right now the in brazil they are using ayahuasca for prisoners in in therapy and it has been proven that say one ceremony uh, with the ayahuasca once it has done properly is equal 350 hours of therapy so <laughs> i mean that says a lot so it and is showing a beautiful um, result even for prisoners you know because those brothers mostly and even sisters they need guidance yeah. they are beautiful soul every one of them and they they just need to be to have more tools in order just lost their way a little bit yeah so the intention is very important and the understanding about the medicine and every one of us should try that one but my my strong suggestion is if you want to do the medicine do it with the shaman yeah because the shaman works as a locomotive and we become the wagon of this train we just hook our wagon so we don't get lost because what happens when we take medicine so our head goes to the fourth dimension or other dimension depends you know the journey so but the body is still in the third dimension so we are just getting more information we are just getting more ideas is still in the creative mind but we need to use the subconscious in order to manifest it in the three-dimensional world and have a tangible experience or out of it you know we have to see the fruit mm-hmm. of that design and it's very important that just I know many many sisters brothers come to me and they have done say well Leo I have done fifty ayahuasca I have been three years in uh, in Nepal I have been five years in India and th- th- done this workshop that workshop my my life is not changing what's what's happening here so well very beautiful you have been collecting lots of good information so your blueprint is detailed perfect <laughs> <laughs> let's manifest it you yeah. know yeah. so I guess that's <clears throat> back onto that point about the doing setting that foundation of the self-development and the understanding like you speak of, which is such an important aspect. And that was kind of, yeah, for me, I mean, it was a good almost, I guess, four years of, of this self-development, reprogramming my life and then before I undertook the journey of, of the, the plant mm-hmm. medicines. And then um, why I'm so passionate about it is because I feel after all that work that I'd done and, and a lot of the past trauma I'd, I'd healed from, but there was still... I guess there was aspects of different situations that, that I haven't, I didn't quite fully have a heal from, and I was still maybe harboring, harboring. Uh, well, I guess I was harboring some negativity, and then after undergoing that the weekend um, where we did two uh, two ceremonies on a Friday night and a Saturday night, leaving that, and then it was like, wow, 
but if I hadn't done that work, sweet. Yeah, it was just—it was mind-blowing. And then to really feel the unity and that love and and um, connectedness that I'd been reading about and that I've also been learning from the teachers, and and then I felt in in aspects or in, in certain parts of my life. But then to have that, it was like the wholeness feeling of it. It was, and then for those particular situations where I'd still had some negativity uh, towards, it was like completely healed and I could understand uh, fully uh, from the the perspective of the other people and, and whatnot, which was, it was, <laughs> it was such a healing, healing time. Um, but yeah, which we said, without doing the work initially, uh, without having to, like you were mentioning, broaden our awareness, um, but then when we really, when we start to dance with the medicine, then that opens up the the portals to to really receive it yeah, on a no much doubt about deeper it, yeah. deeper level yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so what was mentioned that so there's obviously <clears throat> the ayahuasca and then uh what was the other one you mentioned it was um, the iboka iboka yeah have mezcalito or peyote oh, which is the cactus uh, yeah, okay, and, the, know, yeah. the native american church they are holding beautifully and that's a beautiful amazing medicine and all, yeah. all medicines are amazing yeah. but again uh, we have to just work on our <laughs> container. Yeah. You know, I'm going and meeting the sea. How much water can I carry? Depends, you know, am I having a swimming pool or am I having just a jar? Yeah. So it's, but what is important, we always receive love. That's, that's for sure. No doubt about it. But, you know, we, we have to be practical too. What would be some, for the listeners, I guess, that are sitting there and they might be contemplating or they might be feeling like, it's starting to pull. I know for me it was like it. When we were spoken about it off off air too, about it it calls you. <laughs> like when it's time, it's like it calls you. And there's yeah. obviously there's uh, some of my close friends that I speak to and uh, in the circle that they're sort of like they're it's calling them, but there's obviously still a, a bit of fear around, or there's mm. this whole mm. whole um, I guess it's the unknown, or there's un- un- uncertainties. I yeah. feel like yeah. what would. I guess what would you suggest um, for those listeners that are <clears throat> sort of, I guess we could say sitting on the fence a little bit. It's sort mm-hmm. of, they maybe want to, but they maybe, yeah, there's some um, fear um, mm-hmm. or, or this, yeah, I guess um, a little bit, I'm um, not quite committed. Yet. Yeah, because as you beautifully mentioned, is that, um, you know, medicine chooses us. We, we don't choose medicine. So what we can do, we can send an invitation. I am open whenever you think the right people, the right moment for me to to have an experience with the medicine. Mm-hmm. So uh, our invitation that, okay, I'm open for it, that's number one. And then, of course, we have the fear. The egos are there to protect us. Remember, we were talking about in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. So we just have to convince the ego that is safe. And once we have this intention that I would love to have a connection with the medicine, the medicine finds the best place. And usually I suggest, because as I said, the, the shaman is the locomotive. You know, once we are sitting in a circle, in, in a ceremony, we are connecting each other through prayers, in, uh, through our plexus. So we are become one unity. And the middle is the light that goes up and we are all together, we are going up. Mm-hmm. And then the shaman is make sure that everybody, because once we have our intention in place, there are so many things, you know, up there <laughs> that distracts us. You know, so many beautiful things you want to learn. But hey, I'm, I have a question. I'm here to get answer for this. But I will get back to you. Very interesting. But wait a minute. I want to go there. So 
so the, the shaman makes sure, for instance, when you are in ayahuasca, and, and we should always respect the other peoples in the circle and never leave the circle in, if you want to go to the toilet, of course, and whatever you want to do, and not... I, with all all respect, I'm just talking about how we can squeeze the best of the medicine and just jumping around and dancing. Sometimes you have to do the body. I understand that. But most we have to try to respect others' bubble. Yeah. Even we are going in collectively into the journey, but every one of us has our own wagon. So we have to stay there, focused, writing down, meditating. You know, you can lay down, but... As long as we can sit straight, which is we are giving, you know, structure into our mind to, or we are here to learn. So, and sometimes your body is tired. Of course, you have to lay down and have that journey. Mm-hmm. But just respecting other people's space because we are connected into each other and not trying to disturb is very important. And that's the job of the shaman. And sometimes when we are in the ayahuasca ceremonies and we can see someone is just going a little bit out of the mind, so we go and bring the back the energy, we give them a rapé, you know, and then, because the beautiful medicine rapé, as you know, the tobacco that they are blowing yeah. in the mind, and is other substances too, but um, they are not psychedelic. They are just uh, bringing focus back as the beautiful medicine oh, to bring back the focus. Yeah. So, um, so the shaman's ro- role is very important. That brings a lot of safety because the energy of the shaman opens the space for you to feel safe. And once you feel safe again, you know what mm-hmm. happens. You surrender, you know, and once you surrender, and then, you know, you become relaxed and the creativity is ready just to receive because that's the place that's the time yeah. we get abundance of of, of knowledge yeah. and it would help us to uh, to find happiness you know in that yeah. so uh, if you have a fear it's very just fear and don't just say why do i fear it's perfect it's, it's a protection but you know as we know understanding always is the medicine for the fear right mm. and i guess we could probably roll into the um, that about some people have heard other experiences and their experiences may have been you know, not very pleasant um, for them, whether it's been through purging um, or they've sort of, it's brought up a lot of stuff for them to really mm-hmm. identify, to heal, and they've maybe, um, for whatever reason, uh, not not received the message that they may have been needing to receive. I know, uh, just reflecting back to my own um, first weekend journey like the first night was was nothing short of just bliss and amazing and beautiful and all these incredible emotions and feelings and visuals and uh yeah it was just it was uh, like absolutely incredible and, and the second night was kind of like uh, i'd like to say that's where the the dirty the dirty work <laughs> began <laughs> um, but within that was was even more beautiful than the first night because it gave me the opportunity to to sit with um, the dark stuff that was coming up that I really needed to see and address, and then by sitting with it and and sort of processing it through and and being able to receive the messages that the medicine was trying to give me, then that with it brought this incredible healing out of it, and that was like it was absolutely incredible. And I can only I can only say, and I say this to people um, for the bad experiences. Well, I'll go back a step. I know for me, after doing the research, and I was like, okay, I just knew that whatever, quote unquote, bad was going to be, whether it's been vomiting or if I'd, you know, sh- people shit themselves or whatever it was going to be, it was like, 
I had that mindset that it, it's all it's all amazing because that's energy and that's purging that needs to be like gotten rid of out of my yep. body. So I was prepared yep. to to sit all that, but obviously that scares a lot of people. But I guess knowing that that's whether it's it may be uncomfortable for three hours or four hours if if that you've experienced that, but that's energy that your body is no longer requiring that you need to purge and get rid of. So with that is, is any going to be good <laughs> is how I sort of thought of it. Um, and then obviously with the experience on the second night of my first um, journey, then being with the, obviously the dark stuff and it got incredibly paranoid and all these really toxic old patterns were coming up and beliefs and blah, blah, blah. But sitting with that and, and being prepared to be uncomfortable with it for a bit, but then also seeking uh, the answer to to what what was happening, and then by me uh, receiving that, then I could change my perception, mm. change my attitude, or change my beliefs. With, exactly. With, and then I was like, <laughs> oh man! And then it went back to be the last couple of hours mm. or the last hour or two it was just bliss again. Yeah. But then that was like where that was for me was so so incredibly powerful mm. that so that, I mean we had to sit through that. Um, well, for me, I had to sit through that, you know, the dark stuff to come up to get through that. And I, and I only say to other people when they say about they've heard stories, you know, this person, this, and I. And even on that uh, particular ceremony, there was a couple of um, people that that left. They were supposed to do the two nights, but they left after the first night because they must have had a bad experience, and they left. And I'd only just sort of, well, my suggestion is to to the people. Um, is to, to sit with it and stay with it. Like by leaving, it's only going to, you obviously haven't, and this is just my my opinion, um, but they, the answers that they're seeking are there, but the, the medicine's trying to show them why it is that's causing them to feel that <laughs> exactly. way. But, but they've almost just, you know, they've pulled the, they've pulled mm. the cord and, and shot off too early, so to speak. Because I, I don't, I think, and that's just once again using my own experience and I can't, say that to be true I mean you would have more information about that but that was just my analogy and that's what I urge people to like yeah that that stuff it's not like it's it's not <laughs> like it's a you, you drink your, your medicine and then you lay down and have this amazing experience yeah you get all that but then depending on your intention and what you're there to to see and discover yeah. it's going to get it's going to get nasty but within that nastiness is the beauty that we're after <laughs> yeah I usually say you know the medicine first from this is my experience that I have you know witnessed many sisters and brothers first uh, because once we once we haven't done it it's the first time we have like what is it how am I gonna feel you know that big question yeah. and then the medicine comes and shows first just the just a picture of the amazingness that is outside of this three-dimensional world and it's, it's real, you know, as, as real as this one. But we have just different uh, lenses on to can see that one. So uh, first the medicine comes and shows, well, there is another reality too, not only what you can perceive with your eyes. Good, that's the step number one. They say, well, I have some good information, I have some amazingness and some love for you, but in order for this new bed to come to your bedroom, you have to get rid of your old bed. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the tough one. No, no, I, 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 I like my bed, you know. I have been sleeping on that, but my back is hurting mm. and it doesn't smell so good and it's not fresh and it's not comfy. Yeah. And they say, well, we have a beautiful bed for you, but we cannot put it on top of the old one because mm. you don't have room for it. So, so that the purge comes because when we are puking up, it's not only 
food or something. It's just old things, old behavior, old programming. These are the things that is you don't want to. That's the thing that is causing you the pain. Yeah. So the medicine comes, and it's all love. If you look at you know all the aspect of the medicine, it's just they are giving us love. Yeah. But it's sometimes it's a tough love, so, and we don't want to get rid of the old bed, and they force us. Hey, I'm gonna help you to throw it out, <laughs> and then suddenly, well, I have an empty room, and look, I have a new bed for you, and you just put it in, and for the first night you sleep. Oh my God, I forgot how it feels to have a comfy. Yeah comfortable uh, bed to sleep in and this is exactly what medicine does medicine shows us first okay there is amazingness there's another reality are you willing to 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 be curious just be curious yeah. and then yes i am and then okay and let's go and that, yeah. <laughs> then comes the, a little bit amazingness into the picture and but it's all good you know and uh, and uh, i i would say just be prepared that you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> the purge you kind of throw up that's, yeah. that's that's not a bad thing we we don't say i got sick we say i got well mm. because you are getting well once you are throwing up something that is not you and and i have seen so many sisters and brothers when they look at the bucket after they and in when they have the medicine they see that is moving it's it's like yeah it's like something alive there and it, that's the energy of it so you are getting rid of the old programming yeah. it has been there has been growing fat in so many years 30 40 years of programming mm. is coming out you know and we usually dig a hole and put it back in the yeah. mother earth and cover it and the helpers in the medicine they take care of that bond so you can just be relax. relax and enjoy your journey and mm. yeah beautiful described brother is the uh, medicine is amazing it's is my strong recommendation everybody should do that at least once in their lifetime yeah but we can squeeze the very best out of it once our expansion or our consciousness expands how can we expand that one by going through our subconscious programming our sexuality you know our behavior you know and our body of course the body you know it's yeah. very important. That's mm -hmm. our vehicle. That's our Ferrari here, you know. And yeah. so we have to take care of the changing or make sure everything works well. And, and yeah. this and is how it works. Very um, obviously lucky too. One of the first documentary type things I watched on it was uh, Gaia Gaia TV, and mm -hmm. they have a series on there which was like uh, it's called Psychedelics and Consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, and then I sort of urge anyone that sort of wanting to know more about that to to definitely invest some time and to watch those episodes because that gives us yep. a much deeper understanding definitely of it. and it's good we're at that time now where kind of science is getting back on board with with um showing and proving the benefits that these practices have been done for thousands of years like since God knows, it could be. But medicines, they were here to help us. These are different aspects of the div divinity. Mm -hmm. And throughout, you know, thousands of years, don't you think that uh, Santa Maria just came out in 60s? <laughs> no, it's been here for thousands of years. People have been getting benefit. All the, Most of the masters, all the masters, they have used medicine mm -hmm. themselves and they gave to their followers. And mm -hmm. So medicine is there to help us to grow, not to help us to stay you know, in our darkness, yeah. because the medicine doesn't judge. You say, well, you can use me as <laughs> the way you want it. You know, it's it's just a tool. Going back to that, yeah, yeah. And that was kind of very eye-opening too to start to learn about that with regards to these ancient um, traditions and, and civilizations that they did. The, I mean, the Egyptian oh, yeah. days, the oh, yeah. the, the, the Amas, Aztecs, like all these. And then, yeah, they were so 
connected to the divine, much more connected than obviously we are uh, collectively in today. Oh, we, yeah. We've become very, far more advanced with technology, but I don't think a spiritual practice or our connect, uh, connectedness to the divine mm-hmm. is any more advanced. If you think about even, I mean, uh, structurally, like obviously construction background, you look at the, the pyramids, the construction and the infrastructure or the how they built them and their, their intelligence um, with regards to the architecture and, and their design and the way, I mean, that stuff's like... We need to be connected to get the information to build something beautiful like that. Well, they can't, they, well, so they say they can't build structures. right. Well, they can't build structures like that in, in today with all this extra um, inventions that they've had. So that was kind of eye-opening too, to realise like that's where, I guess that's the, the pot of gold that everyone's sort of chasing is to find out... Uh, connect back to who we really are yeah Yeah. so again you know part of um, uh, how we can expand our consciousness is again to understand our sexuality and um, maybe we can have one podcast and open up in the future you know yeah definitely our sexuality so we understand the divine feminine and masculine again these are the crucial things we have to understand you know in order to to see the whole pictures and that's the foundation divine masculine divine feminine i, I am uh, i'm an ambassador of the divine masculine but if the divine masculine is not balanced it becomes machoism if the divine feminine is not balanced it goes to the feminist i mean the feminist word uh, please don't misunderstand me is it has been used in an exaggeration of something that is very divine it becomes unbalanced. And this is exactly what you're talking about because in the divine feminine, we have a shadow side, we have a light side. What do we have in the light side of a divine feminine? We have compassion, empathy, sympathy, creativity, patience, just name it, beautiful. And what is the shadow side is manipulation, victimhood, you know, feeling sorry for themselves, narcissistic behavior, vanity, and you have, you know, jealousy and so on and so on. The same thing with the divine masculine. We have like structure, beautiful quality. We have like problem solving, protection and, you know, transportation, all those beautiful qualities. And the shadow side, we have violence, we have anger, we have neediness and blah, blah, blah. So once we understand these two and then say, okay, where am I standing right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm partly in my shadow side and partly in my light side. And I, even, I will be happy when I'm fully in my light side of divine masculine. And how can I get that? There is a path and which I hope that we can have on podcast yeah. and opening up those. And this is really the, the, first, the very first tool we need to learn yeah. is to understand our own uh, divinity yeah. and tools. And I guess and identifying, like you're saying, where where you're at within that because obviously being a man or being a male I still it's still 50-50 right we're 50% masculine yep. energy 50% feminine and especially growing up in Australia and and with the cultures like and obviously with the path that I was living it was all all trying to portray 100% masculine so there was this yeah. in, massive imbalance and mm-hmm. and within that it's almost like you you I didn't know it at the time but it's so easy to identify now looking back as like you build this facade of like, yeah, you know, you're strong and you're, um, you, know, you you should be feared and respected and you know, taking lots, building your body so you're doing steroids and gym and trying to build this facade of of power, but internally like, I was so weak and vulnerable, um, but I, not, I didn't have an understanding of that stuff, but I but I knew now looking back I was like, and then that's the facade that we build to try to feel like we, um, that we. Uh, uh, we're strong and we're capable, but 
really it, it, it's just in, in a freaking tornado that's going on because it's the total opposite. It's yeah, like, the first reason they, they installed the divine feminine within us, because as you know, 50%, the first job of the divine feminine is that is, is the protection. So it's injecting humility, love, compassion, everything to the divine masculine in order for it to stay divine. Yeah. And because what happens in Lemuria, you know, 23,000 years ago is a long story too. Uh, then the great betrayal, we lost the trust in the divine feminine. So it result that we even put our own feminine side, you know, into the coma. And what happens in that emptiness, we had to fill it up with something. And what do we have? We have more masculinity, you know. And the same thing happening here. I have um, the the matrix is trying to take over the divine feminine and turn into divine masculine, but mm-hmm. there is no divinity in there. It's just the unbalanced. Uh, and uh, because what we need more, we need divine more divine feminine energy here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because the very unbalance is because it's too much masculine energy in this society, mm-hmm. and we need to balance that in order to balance everything else: the nature, the animals, the water, the ocean, the mountains, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, again, the foundation is to understand these two aspects profoundly. Because once we understand that, then we, we know where we're going. Yeah, and that's the key. And so important, I think, especially because once, once again, like with sort of the cultural stuff in Australia, like being a man, like starting meditation practice and starting yoga practice and doing all these feminine things that have helped me so much. But like looking, a lot of people will be looking in, and it's like almost like you think I can only relate to my own mindset when I was in that masculine dominated mindset to how I would perceive. That sort of reality, I'd be. You think of it's like, oh, it's almost like it's all, you know, they're almost. It's, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you think of that as being too airy fairy or too like or weak or whatever. But knowing inside, like being at, at at war because I was so out of balance that by by cultivating the feminine side and really diving into these practices that allow us to have love and compassion. And understanding and all these beautiful traits of it, it, it <laughs> makes us feel more fulfilled. Yeah, I mean, it's so obvious if you look at, <clears throat> let's say you meet someone. I say, what do you think about Jack? Oh, such a kind soul, such a sweet, such a humble, such a compassionate person. You're describing that brother by describing the, yeah. <laughs> the yeah. feminine qualities. And it's very sweet. And if you say, well, he was like very macho and you know, all those things, you know, then you automatically you you take distance from that person. You know, yeah. This is what we usually do. So even the most beautiful that attracts us to another brother as a man is that the quality as a feminine yeah. energy they are uh, have been developing and you know up, upgrading yeah. because once we wake up the feminine side from the coma, when we decide to have this path of enlightenment for us men is crucial to bring the feminine side 50 percent and the masculine 50 percent is it, it doesn't work we have tried everything else yeah. right now the only thing we have is to just to bring of creativity compassion empathy sympathy hand in hand with discipline with the structure problem solving single tasking you know <laughs> that's the combination of these two makes us a balanced man. Yeah. So I have one workshop called, you know, from a man with the need to the warrior of love and light in service, protection and entertainment of the divine feminine. Because my primary mission in life is to serve, protect and entertain. The last one, I put it myself. We have to put a smile on the face <laughs> of the God, our sisters too. So is 
is uh, is our primary is my primary job to to protect it all aspect of divine feminine which is nature which is animals which is the water and of course our sisters yeah. so they are the ambassador of love once they are in the light side of the yeah. divine feminine they are here to guide us they are carrying the portal they are the stargate and women i wrote uh, uh, the quote the other day i said well the goddesses or women they are the stargate and we men we are just homesick <laughs> basically we want to go back to the seventh dimension but they are holding the, the stargate we have yeah. to go through them mm, yeah. very simple and in order to go to, to we have to become one with them and how we can become one that's the journey of the tantra and the, what comes after tantra because everybody thinks our oh, tantra is this is the end station no it's only preparation only a detoxification phase after that we will meet alchemy which is like wow yeah. so, I have like five workshops just talks about alchemy and mm -hmm. opening up what alchemy is because everything in life is alchemy. Yeah. Again, we have so many subjects to talk about. <laughs> I, I cannot even touch it because you just, yes, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a rabbit hole. You know, it, it's, uh, it goes very deep. Yeah, but again, yeah. to balance the divine masculine and feminine, that's within us and in, in our surrounding. That would be the first thing we do because without that, we know, if we look at our sisters, let's look at the divine feminine. Once we lost that trust in Lemuria, that's a, that's a long story, very beautiful one. What happened that, you know, we see the result of that unbalance. Yeah. So in order to rebalance it, you know, we have killed all the women, many of them. We have tortured them. We have raped them. We have done so many bad things to them in order to find the solution. None, mm -hmm. of, none of those helped. Mm -hmm. The only thing is left right now is to serve them and protect them yeah. and entertain them. Let's see if this works, because this is the only thing is left, <laughs> right? And we, we shall never forget that the goddesses or women, they have two major qualities. They are reactive and they are expansive. Mm -hmm. What does it mean? The nature of the woman is that they always react to love, always. And once they receive that, yeah. they expand it back to us. Mm. 10 times more, 100 times more. Yeah. You know, the old saying, give a goddess some veggies and you get a delicious meal. She expands it into a delicious meal. Give her a room, she expands it to a beautiful home. Yeah. Give her a smile, she gives you the heart back, you know. I don't know, give her a sperm, you get the baby back. And if yeah. you are not nice to her, she will give you back the hell. <laughs> so this is, this is not that they don't have their own willpower, but they are reactive. They mm. are the, like the trees. They are, they are coming from the same essence, a divine feminine. We say Mother Earth, right? Yeah. We don't say Father Earth, we say Mother Earth, because mm. that reactive and expansive quality, once we understand that, yeah. it's a very basic thing. All women, they react to love. Yeah. And they expand it back to us. Mm. Okay, I have two choices. I can be nice to them, understand them, open a space for them, because they are the gardener with all the seeds. Yeah. We, we just have to open a space, say, okay, goddess, you can plant your sunflower here. And for every seed they plant, we get 1,000 back. Yeah. All we need to do to protect. That's our job. That's our divine masculine to protect and to serve because we are the problem solver we know how to serve we, we are very good at it yeah. once we are in the light side of the divine masculine and just just open a space and you will see they, they turn the desert to the garden of eden mm. that's the quality of our sisters we just have to understand them and open a space for them but there is a fear from the old time so we don't trust the goddesses yeah 
and the same thing with the goddesses they have their you know the collective consciousness they don't trust men so <laughs> here are two people they there's no trust and the first foundation is the trust first we have to women this is my strong um, um, belief that here we have to step forward and take the first step mm. of creating that trust how can i create that trust by transforming myself first within me yeah go to my subconscious i usually say in order to transform we should have a short term plan middle and long term plan so what is the short term plan one year two year and five year make a beautiful powerpoint i'm talking about a real powerpoint on your computer with the pictures and everything where i'm going to be june 25th 2021 in my physical in my sexual in my intellectual in my spiritual in my you know emotional where i'm going to be yeah. how much money i want to have how you know everything just go in details because universe loves details and yeah. you're faking it until you're making it so so put that one year plan in place make a powerpoint out of it with the picture and be details i usually say so well, i'm going to have a car for example as a man so i'm going to have a car okay what kind of car a, a good car okay uh, new or second hand oh new okay fast slow strong now i want a fast car okay good uh, what kind of label oh ferrari what color yellow what yellow canary yellow how many cylinder how many speaker i mean i'm talking you know the brothers language when it comes yeah. to cars it could be any example be detailed you know all the small details counts yeah you are going to that restaurant you want to order food just make sure because they deliver whatever you wish just make mm. sure that the plate you want to have is the plate you want that it resonates with you yeah and then look at your subconscious programming and to see what is it because there are beautiful things in our subconscious programming let's say our parents put a i don't know discipline in that program which means wow good i'm going to reach that goal i need discipline i have it already and then you see that you have a lots of fear oh fear is not good if i want to so you go back and reverse engineer your yeah. behavior and to see to find the the root of it and then you bring your tools together and just start walking one step at a time and i usually say you know perfection is a tricky business is a ghost you're chasing excellence is fine yeah excellence which means i do the very best i do right now yeah. with the things with the card i have in my hand what i'm playing with so this is what happening right now i do my very very best right now and that's the first step to become perfect yeah but if i'm chasing the perfection i will never never reach that a lot of the time i mean i struggle with that too of obviously with my um uh traits as, as a perfectionist by nature which i've learning which i've learned and still very aware of it opens up the door to procrastination too, right? Because nothing is, like you said, nothing's ever perfect. But if we're chasing excellence and it's about, okay, well, this is the best I've got today, so I'll get that out there and then I'm going to learn from that tomorrow and the next day and, and it's kind of like perfect. It's, a, it's, a, it's an on-flow effect, um, which is, which is yeah, very, very powerful to, to have that understanding and to see or to identify, I guess, for me, it was just more identifying within certain aspects of like, okay, well, can it be better? Okay, but is this trying to chase perfect? Because perfect, like you said, mm -hmm. is an illusion. Mm -hmm. yep. <laughs> Life's not perfect. It's not meant to be perfect. Mm -hmm. But if we can chase uh, excellence and chase um, 
to experience and to learn and then to build from that. That's kind not of judging ourselves again because as long you know, if we if we look at the trauma in the past, we had a very bad trauma, whatever happened. If we cut our um, identification with that event, that turns into experience, right? Yeah. Very simple. So mm. not judging it, just seeing that everything is divine. And that's the key, you know, and it's very difficult, I know. To sitting in the witness chair is, is the most difficult thing we can do. Mm. But, you know, if we repeat it for many months and years, that becomes us. It becomes a new program. Yeah, mm. yeah. And we always see the truth when we see the yin and yang part of it, because this is the world of duality. This three-dimensional world is a world of everything is a duality. Yeah. We have night, we have day, we have... You know, everything is duality. Yeah. And if we judge it, we just see half of the truth. Mm. Just stay in that witness here. And, and what they call meditation is good for you. What does it mean? Meditation. We are in the middle. Yeah. What does it mean when I'm in the middle? Well, I'm not judging anything. I'm just present. I just pre I'm just sitting and watching and trying to become a child, hypnotized of whatever is happening around me yeah. and pick up the diamonds. So if you are doing gardening and you can stay in that middle place, then you are meditating. You don't need to have a strange position in the body to do the meditation. No, just you can, you can ride a bicycle. You can swim and meditate. You can... Play music and meditate. Whatever it takes you to get you to that non-judging and stay in the middle, yeah. stay in love. Because once you are present, that's the present, right? Mm. Then there is no ego. This is the ego-free zone. Because ego wants to judge. The soul just wants to perceive and experience. Very simple. Yeah. And the more you can look at things from a higher perspective, um, then you understand that you can realize there is no good or bad because what, mm. I mean, this conversation that we're having today, for our, both of us, this is really good. Mm. <laughs> but for somebody else on a, on a, on a different uh, frequency or a different path, this conversation is bad mm. um, to, to, in their oh, perspective. Yeah. And both are right because, I mean, for them it's bad, but for us it's good. Yeah. So, you know, what is good or bad? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like that old um, uh, Buddhist story about the farmer and his uh, son and his horse. He was a very poor farmer and his horse ran away. And the neighbours come over and said, oh, you know, you know, I'm so sorry, you know, you're already very poor and now that your horse has run away and you can't, um, what are you going to do, blah, blah. And the, the, the Buddhist farmer says, oh, you know, who, who knows what's good or bad? And then the horse returns the next day and it has with it 15 other wild horses. So all of a sudden that he's got all these horses and the, the neighbours come running over and says, there's the same thing. Oh, look at you! How, how lucky you know this. Um, you've gained all these extra horses for your farming and blah blah. And he just sort of said, you know, who knows what's good or bad. Um, and then his son, his son was helping him break one of the horses in, and he uh, got bucked off and broke his leg. Once again, the neighbour comes over and says, oh, you know, poor you. You know, your son's now broke his leg. And once again, his mindset was, he's replied, who knows what's good or bad. And then uh, the king was coming around to gather troops. For, to go to war, which the chance of him being killed at war was extremely high because his son had broken his leg. They didn't take him. So, you know, that's what they're saying. Who knows what's good yeah, or bad because exactly. it's like what we perceive to be something bad is, is turns out to be something good. Exactly. I usually have this metaphor, and I, I know that it helps a lot of my sisters and brothers, is that if you look at the sailing boat, hmm? this is the sailing boat, 
what is the driving force of the sailing boat is the wind right so you have your sail here so you cannot say tomorrow i would love to have a northeast wind 10 30 a.m it doesn't work when mm. the wind comes when it comes it goes when it goes so so what is important for the sailing boat that to lock the destination which is that you know what is my goal in next coming years and what is my short-term plan so once you lock into that position which means i'm going there you are in the middle of ocean 360 degrees is just water but once you know you look at the stars they're always guiding you and you lock your compass there that place i'm going good once you lock to that destination then you you can use whatever happens around you for your benefit mm -hmm. so so you want to go there and this is your sailing boat and your sail is like this and tomorrow the wind comes from the east <laughs> which means it's going to take you there and you want to go there right so the the captain a very experienced captain does the sail like this that gets the wind <laughs> in order but once you're locked there which mm -hmm. means you are you know where you're going mm -hmm. so the day after wind comes from the west wants to take you to the other direction which is um, yes which the side and she goes and the day after the wind is coming from the front and you know it's like well i'm going there and the, everything in the nature is against me to reach my goal we could have victim shirt oh everything is against me yeah. but the very good captain experienced captain puts the sail so you go a little bit like this and yeah. then you go like Things this <laughs> so you zigzag it and the fourth day the wind is just right behind you and you put your sail like this and you just <laughs> have your coffee or tea or whatever and you just continue the worst thing that happens is that there is no wind yeah. <laughs> that's the worst thing not not the wind against you <laughs> so this is whatever happens in our life this is the what is the sail the sail is our attitude the sale is our experience. Yeah. The sale is our, you know, uh, programming from how I have reprogrammed my subconscious. But as long as we have a goal, and usually I, I say, what is problem? If you want to define problem or challenge, challenge or problem is this horrible thing that appears in front of our eyes when we take our eyes away from the goal. Because if that is my goal, I'm going there, and there is something coming here. What do I do? Yeah. But it. if I don't have a goal, if this comes, it takes me away from my goal. So it's important to just have a goal. What is my goal? It could be anything. So that's, that's this sailboat metaphor. It's going to help us to understand. Everything that. that happens around us can help us. The very negative thing in life, you can turn it to positive. Mm -hmm. It depends on the attitude. Yeah. The programming. Do I want to see everything as a blessing or as a curse? Yeah. I, if I want to judge, I would love to see it as a blessing. <laughs> Let's judge it this way. Because everything is a blessing, even even the things that is a little bit unbalanced that happening around us. You can you can miss a very important meeting because you lost a flight and you're angry and you get out of the airport and in the taxi you meet the love of your life. Mm. I mean, so we have to trust. Everything builds on the trust because what happens usually when when the programming is a little bit up and down based on your divine contract, we lose the trust. In our parents that's the first thing we do because we have seen things that it doesn't resonate with our heart and as a child we know we are so pure mm. and then after that we lose the trust in society 
the system. And after that, we say, well, everything around me was created by universe. I don't trust them, then I cannot trust the universe. You lose the trust in universe. What is left is you. And after a while, that trust in you start decreasing too. So you're left out with nothing. So the trust is so important that we are all beautiful. I don't believe in hierarchy in, the, in spirituality. I don't believe in gurus. I think in spirituality, who wake up earlier, who wake up later, if you and me and 10 other friends, we are going hiking and end up in a beautiful cabin and everybody just tired, just fallen asleep. Uh, and we put fire, you know, in the fireplace and we sleep and we go, get up earlier, you and me, and pick up some mushrooms and some making a beautiful breakfast, coffee, tea, and we wake up our sisters, brothers. Doesn't mean that we know more. We just yeah. wake up earlier to prepare. Yeah. The moment they wake up, they know even maybe more than us mm -hmm. in many aspects. So I don't believe because every one of us, I, this is my strong belief that we are gods. Every one of us. We don't need to be... We don't need to teach anyone anything. We just have to remind them how amazing they are mm -hmm. and what is blocking them for them to realize yeah. the divinity within them. Yeah, just show, show them, show them the optional alternative. And we should be the example of it. So yeah. I'm, I'm giving the, I'm taking the same medicine in my daily life that I give to people. You know, just, yeah. I'm doing the same thing. If I tell them do yoga, I do it every day. If I go to gym, I go. And if I eat healthy, take care of your mind, take care of, have a smile on your face, be humble. I try. You know, I'm, I'm sitting in the same boat. Yeah. Every one of us. So if if we can be a good example, you know, we inspire yeah. our sisters and brothers. Very simple. I love that. I'm in the same same belief, 100%. It's like we all we all come from the same place. We're all a part of that source, yep. God or whatever you want to call it. And there's not one of us is more superior uh, on our spiritual level than any other. Yep. Some may appear to be uh, living more superior lives per se, but who we really are, we're all we're all equal. equal. And then, and then that, and that just depends on, like you said, about life divine contracts and what we're here to achieve in this life or what we're here to to make right in this life or maybe wrongs that we've done in previous lives or uh, from what we're here to learn and, and just to continue this journey. So, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Such a, yeah I love the sailboat analogy. It's such a good, good thing. <laughs> and I, I know I was a victim of that. I'd, I'd experienced them. Uh, well, I guess you say life sort of hit me with a couple of good left hooks. Um, and my mindset at the time was 100% it was that victimhood. It was like looking for all the, the negative and the wrong reasons why these things have happened. And then fast forward that to today's today, it's like I can, all of that is just like 100%. Mm, they were the so greatest blessings <laughs> um, that could have possibly happened. But it, that's just the, obviously cultivating that mindset and then obviously being prepared to. Um, to shift the sail. <laughs> I have truly, you know, I'm really proud of you, brother, of us, all of us, you know, we, that because uh, I have witnessed your beautiful transformation. And, you know, the, you, the first day you walked into that room and we were having our first session. And um, I'm just, um, just so, so happy to, mm -hmm. to, to be at the honor to witness your beautiful transformation because I know you're going to inspire so many sisters and brothers with whatever you're going to do because you have this mindset that I, I'm here for a mission. Mm -hmm. My mission is to spread love and light. And, mm. and that's our job. That's the, that's the bliss. That's the highest joy in life. Yeah. And we can help. Thank you. Other Thank you. souls. I'm very blessed to, um, for us to have connected and, and even on this 
the terms it's like how everything happens uh when you when you're seeking that person or that um that answers out it's funny how the universe you know delivers it <laughs> that's why we need, just need to surrender and not ever judge um the circumstances because we don't know we don't know what the the chef is cooking up in the kitchen we can't exactly. <laughs> because universe always answers to our subconscious when the when the frequency of the subconscious changes that's the time universe answers you know it's not the mind it's not you know it's, it's not the vibration it's just just the frequency so once mm. we change that frequency you know anger is a frequency happiness is a frequency it's very simple mm. you just have to change the frequency and universe is the echo it always matches yeah. our, our our frequency it's just magical magical we just have to stay in that I usually have this metaphor say, well, this is the universe and these are the pillars and the abundance comes through these windows, right? This, and it's moving like that. The moment we are born, they place us right here. So as a child, you are always happy. Your windows is open for all everything and you are flowing, you are present, right? And then, then uh, programming happens. <laughs> so we start regretting the past. So we are not moving in the same speed. So we lock the abundance. Nothing comes through. And, or we yeah. are worried from the future, yeah. uh, you know, about the future. So once we stay in the middle witness here, we are opening actually up the, the windows of abundance to come in. And it's, it's magical. Yeah. It's, it's mind-blowing. You know, if, if we haven't tried, we don't know. We cannot have a fair evalu uh, evaluation about it. So yeah. we have to just trust that there is a force up there that is love. Yeah. And if we don't judge it with everything that happens, if we are having to go into the sailboat and the wind comes from the front, which means that, well, the driving source of you is wind. And wind comes 360 degrees. You use it well. Mm -hmm. Very simple. The worst thing is that nothing happens and we are dead. You know, the heartbeat, when it goes up and down, which means you're alive and mm. beep, nothing happens and we are dead. Mm. When it's not blowing, that's the worst thing. I um, yeah, it's funny. Wayne Dyer used to say very similar thing. He said, um, "You got big problems in life, and you've got big dharma to fill." <laughs> he says when he goes, "I'd be worried if if uh, you didn't experience any problems, or if you hadn't, if there's no obstacles or anything in your life." He said that's when I'd sort of would be concerned, and that's kind of like so true because then it's like, well, you know, you're almost at that flat line point, right? Because yeah. the obstacles or the the problems that we are experiencing are, are there to um, what's the it's the wind in our face we're there just to adjust our sails so then we can catapult along this path so, there you go <laughs> yeah, i love that analogy um thank you brother thank you so much thank you for thank uh, you for, for, for the and, beautiful job you're doing and it's amazing i'm sure that this is um, gonna inspire our sisters and brother you know and we need to share. It's all. Mm. It's all about share the loves, share the understanding, share the diamonds, and just yeah. remind each other how amazing we are. And yeah. Thank you. Thank and you for um, all the inspiration you have been giving me. I'm very grateful. No, oh, thank you. Thank you for um, being a big part of this and coming on and sharing this. Uh, I know for my personal uh, journey that um, those talks and the times we've caught up have, yeah, what that what that's given me on a deeper level is is truly a, a massive gift. So thank you. And uh, yeah, this is what it's all about, is just sort of sharing that and, and um, spreading that love and, and the light to, yeah. to others that um, they wouldn't wish to receive. But uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll wrap that up there. Um, no doubt there's going to be much more um, heavily I wanted to share some a lot more valuable information because like there's so many, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a lot of the rabbit holes. I mean, there's, 
yeah, there's so much to share, but um, we'll, we'll finish that there. Thanks, guys, for listening, uh, and then we'll see you on the next one. So stay tuned. Uh, sending you guys love and light. Thank you for listening to the Justin Louis podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, and please subscribe and like and leave some comments. Um, and feel free to share this to anyone you feel may benefit from the information was provided here. Sending you love and light and wishing you the health and happiness that you deserve. Bye for now.